1: Why did they
2: go to more than one village? Because every village you go into, there's hurting and searching people. Every place we go, there's hurting and searching people. Now, notice in those verses, Jesus didn't send Peter, the disciples. He didn't send them out in their own authority, in their own power, and with their own wisdom. See, if you try to do that, It would be useless. So Jesus equipped them. He didn't give them much physically,
0: but he equipped them fully spiritually. You've probably heard stories of people who go out and hitchhike across the United States or Europe or Asia. Most folks think of these travelers as maybe having a screw loose or very brave. Pastor Mark will be teaching about some other people who might have been thought of the same way. You'll find out about one big difference between those hitchhikers and the disciples, though. Pastor Mark will be telling you about the need that this world has and what you can do to help. You'll come to learn that as you take advantage of what God's given you, you'll come more into line with his purpose for you. Remember, there's quite a few ways to receive a copy of Pastor Mark's teaching. We'll be sharing all that information with you at the close of today's broadcast. Now here's Pastor Mark in Luke chapter 9 as he begins his message, Send Out Disciples, Greater Impact.
1: Lord, let us hear your lessons for
0: Luke chapter 9.
2: Now when you uh, came to church, every one of you experienced two things as you came here. Power and authority. Power, because... You came here, the car started, the truck started, the bike worked, your legs worked, whatever, and authority. Now, the reason is you passed some stop signs after you stopped and some red lights that you stopped in. Here in Melbourne, as you approach CCM right out front, at the entrance, you saw a policeman, an officer, holding up his hand to stop your car. Now, doesn't matter how big he is, he certainly doesn't have the physical power to stop your car. So why did you stop? And don't give me the answer. it's at church. <laughs> I knew some of you try that. The reason you stop is because he had authority, the lawful right to exercise the power given to him by a local government. So two words we're going to look at a lot tonight. Same with me: power. Now, you got to say it like Christian TV. Power. Power. That's right. Good good for you. And don't ever say it like that again. Thank you. (laughs) And authority. 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 Now, you say, well, Pastor Mark, are those like biblical terms? Absolutely. And we're going to see how that fits in. We're going to discover that God has given you a disciple his power, his authority, to expand his kingdom. Luke chapter 9, verse 1. When Jesus had called the twelve together, he gave them power and authority to drive out all demons and to cure diseases. And he sent them out to preach the kingdom of God and to heal the sick. And he told them, take nothing for your journey, no staff, no bag, no bread, no money, no extra tunic. After watching and learning from Jesus, it was time for them to put into practice what they learned. Just exactly what you're doing. That's what this whole series is about. It's getting sticky. It's taking what we learn and applying it in our lives. So they were out on this little test run. And This would eventually turn into a daily lifestyle for them. It was a test run now, but eventually that's the way they lived the rest of their whole lives, of course, when Jesus went back to heaven. Now, you notice in verse 3, and we talked about it, Jesus sends them out almost empty handed, physically, because he wanted them to learn something that you can depend on God every day in your life. And then we learn... That as these disciples stepped out of that comfort zone, the reason it was uncomfortable for them was this is the first time they went out and Jesus was not going with them. They couldn't turn and go, ah, oh, what, what do we, ah, uh, there was no Jesus. So they're totally on their own. Well, as they stepped out of that comfort zone, they experienced life as it should be lived. Everything in their life was greater We talked about that last week. They ended up with greater faith, greater flexibility, greater freedom, greater focus on the mission, greater generosity. They had nothing to begin with, and they came back, and they were fed, and and, and they had a place to stay every single night. And, of course, they had God's power. And they had a greater urgency. As they walked out, they looked at the people with very different eyes than they had before with Jesus. Remember one time, Jesus had them out, and he was teaching, and he looked at the people, and there was 5,000 men, probably 15,000 people, and Jesus said, they're hungry, go feed them. What did the disciples say at that point? Well, we don't have enough money to feed them. Send them into town. See, now, they're going to learn to look differently. You see, when you're confronted with an issue, it's very different than just this general kind of thing. When that issue is right in front of you, it begins to cause you to think about this urgency and the focus. Now, verse six, we camped on for a moment. I'm just going to mention it and then move on, but I think it's very important. First four words So they set out, they didn't make excuses. They didn't say, well, we're going to wait till a better time. They simply set out. Most Christians live in their own comfort zone. They like to come to church whenever they feel like it. They don't want it to be too much of a challenge. They just kind of want to feel good. And these disciples stepped out of their comfort zone to where life really happens. What if they hadn't stepped out? What if they hadn't stepped out and they said, to Jesus, no, we're not going. Now, I don't want you to think too much about them. I want to now think about you. And here's the first thing I want you to write. You see, if I'm going to experience life the way it should be, I have to step out of that comfort zone. So here's what I want you to write. If we never step out of our comfort zone, we will never know what we missed. We will never know what we missed. Now, you've all heard this you come to a service or whatever, and we had one of the praise nights, or something special, some concert you were going to go to, or a restaurant that was offering something special, and you just didn't get around to going in. And don't you hate it when people go, oh, that was the best praise night we've ever had in 150 years. You go, oh, thanks for telling me. Or the restaurant, they gave everything. Man, I remember when, when the Panera Bread opened. How many remember when Panera Bread opened? When you go in there late at night, for the first week or two, anything that was left over, they just gave gave you loaves of bread and stuff. I'd been going back there. I can't ever find them doing it again, but it was great. And when you tell somebody, oh, I left early. I missed that. I went to McDonald's next door. So listen, if you never step out of your comfort zone, you will never know what you missed. And what you're missing is real life. So I'm trying to challenge you. Some of you aren't saved tonight. You've never become a Christian. It's time to step out and find out what this Christian life's about. It's not a religion. We're not into religion. So the disciples, they did step out. Now, what happens when you step out your comfort zone and you have to depend on God? It's dangerous to ask this, but it's okay. Anybody here kind of a little bit of a control freak? Could I see your hand? Okay, okay. Now, husband, you can put that up. Your wife will put it up for you, probably, or the opposite, correct? Most of us live with one, right? My wife would say, I am mild-mannered, very easygoing guy. I don't know why she says that, but Pastor Dave, same as me, just exactly the same. Barb is laughing over there. (laughs) Pastor Dean is definitely a control freak. I can guarantee you that right now. Now... What happens when we get out of our comfort zone? We lose control. That really isn't comfortable for us. Now, we're not robots. We still make choices. But now, when we step out, we're going to do what God asks us to do. So, that is a little bit difficult, but it brings in a lifestyle that's absolutely abundant. Next thing you want to write when God is in control, here's what happens. We have greater dependence. Now, you might think that's bad. No, that's good. That's good. Greater dependence. God in control is the key. See, you want somebody that's way wiser than you, that's all-powerful, that has a great plan for your life, knows where to go, knows what he wants for you to do in your life. You certainly want God in control. Well, look at verse 6. So they set out and went from village to village not just one, they just kept moving, preaching the gospel and healing people ever. That healing would have included casting out demons everywhere. Now, as they went to these towns and they preached and they healed, why did people repent? Why did they believe? Why did they become followers of Jesus Christ? Why were people healed? Why were demons sent out of people? And those people freed. Why were these disciples successful? Well, the answer is back in verse 1 and 2. Look at it again. He gave them power and authority. Look at verse 2. To preach the kingdom of God. You need to be reminded. In our world, there's just two kingdoms. There's the kingdom of God. A kingdom is where the person that's the king rules. Kingdom of God. The opposite is the kingdom of Satan. Everybody in the world is one of the two kingdoms kingdom of God, kingdom of Satan. They're always in tension against each other. That's the spiritual warfare. Remember, we told him when Jesus said, when you go out now, not everybody's going to agree with you. Not everybody's going to get saved. Relax. It's okay. We're in a spiritual battle. Life is not a little playground. And so when we send them out, this kingdom, when Jesus came, when he first came in Mark chapter one, he kind of said, repent and the kingdom is now among you. What he meant is I've come to set up the kingdom of God on earth to expand it. Now, the permanent kingdom of God won't be realized till we get to heaven. So on the earth, we always have this tension, this war between the kingdom of God and the kingdom of Satan. The reason these disciples needed power and authority was they could not win the battle without that. So proclaiming the kingdom of God was central to Christ's teaching and ministry. Everywhere you go with Christ, you see him talking about the kingdom of God is upon you or it's come. Jesus taught that his power, his authority, offered freedom to this world over here that was under the curse of sin and the rule of Satan. See, Satan's a great deceiver. And most unbelievers do not realize that they're under the control of Satan. They think they're under the control of themselves. They're not. You're either under the control of God or the control of Satan. That's what happens in our lives. So the disciples had watched Jesus use this power and authority. In fact, if you go back to chapter 8, you see all kinds of things. People being raised from the dead. Jesus standing and saying to the storm, peace be still. No waves, no wind. So they were used to this. But now was time for them to step out, take the message to searching and hurting people. Now, why did they go to more than one village? Because every village you go into, there's hurting and searching people. Every place we go, there's hurting and searching people. Now, notice in those verses, Jesus didn't send Peter, the disciples. He didn't send them out in their own authority, in their own power, and with their own wisdom. See, if you try to do that, it would be useless. So Jesus equipped them. He didn't give them much physically, but he equipped them fully spiritually. Now, here's three things you want to write. I'll give you time, okay? What was the spiritual equipment? Well, the spiritual equipment is these two things. Power, which is spiritual ability. It's spiritual. It's not physical. Spiritual ability. The ability to do something that God gives us. Well, to do that, I need power and authority. So authority is the lawful right to exercise the power. In other words, it's the right to do something. That's why the policeman standing out front or the red light or whatever, the red light comes on and you stop because there's power in that red light and authority from the government. Okay? Now, the spiritual equipment is not just for these disciples. We're going to see before you leave, that spiritual equipment is yours if you're a Christian. And it's mine. But sometimes we don't use it. We never go through it, and we struggle with it because we can't seem to understand what that is. So understand, when we step out to hurting and searching people everywhere, we don't go in our own wisdom. Now, wisdom's fine. If you do a lot of counseling, that's fine, but we go in God's wisdom, God's power, and God's authority. That's what breaks. That's what defeats Satan. Now, verse 6 says, they went out, And they preached the gospel, they healed the sick, they cast out demons, they did it. When that happened for these disciples with Jesus not being there, what did it teach them? Here's the key for you. Here's what it taught them. There was greater power. It wasn't their power. They learned that God's power was greater than Satan's power. Now, that's a fact everywhere people that don't have a lot of church background and Bible background, and that's pretty normal today because people don't read the Bible, so they think this battle between God and Satan, they probably heard of that, they think that Satan is equal to God. Well, no, Satan isn't equal to God. Satan's a created being, so he is not equal to God. So here's 1 John 4, 4, a verse you should circle in your Bible and go to later, because when you get in this battle For your life, or your children, or for disease, or a demon, possession kind of a thing in a person that isn't a believer, or for your marriage, or whatever. You, dear children, are from God. John's writing to Christians. You, dear children, are from God and have overcome them. Because the one who is in you, God, is greater, say with me, is greater, is greater than the one who is in the world. Who's in the world? Who controls the world? Satan. So these disciples knew it was God's power and knew it was God's story that opened spiritual eyes, healed the sick, and cast out demons. Let me give you an example. On Tuesday night, when the elders pray, it isn't the elders' power. It isn't their elders' title. It's the power of God and the authority of God and the faith of the elders. They're no different than you. By the way, you can lay your hand on a sick person and pray for them in the power, if you're a Christian, in the power of the authority of Jesus. Now, do we understand why when we do that, everybody isn't healed? No, we do not understand that. But see, we live in a world that's cursed by sin. We sang a song, no weeping, no pain, no sorrow. I have good news for you. That day's coming. I have bad news for you. It won't come till you die. And go to heaven. Then there is none. But right now, we're in this battle. And we don't understand it totally. But whenever you think that Satan has defeated you, no, he hasn't. Because God is absolutely greater. Now, look at verse 10. And this is important. Some of you don't like if I say the word to you, accountability, you understand that at work. You understood that in school when you signed up for your first English class and English 101, and the professor said there's going to be a midterm, then a final, and you got to write three papers. You understood that. You're going to get through the course. You're going to do what he said. But when we get into church and we come with God, we don't like the word accountability. But notice what happened in verse 10. When the apostles returned, when they finished their trip and they came back to Jesus, look what they did. They reported to Jesus What they had done. The disciples had to report to Jesus how well the mission went. You see, God is interested in what we do for him. If you're a Christian, you're a servant first, but you're also a steward. You're a servant, but you're a steward. And you and I are going to give an account of how we use our time and our talents and our opportunities and our resources, our spiritual gifts, our money, our possessions at the judgment seat of Christ. Remember, we were talking about if a disciple is doing what they should be doing, growing, there's going to be fruit and more fruit and much fruit. That's a progression that should be growing. Now, where is that accountability going to happen? Well, here it is. Second Corinthians chapter five, verse 10. Notice what it says. Speaking of Christians only, unbelievers go to a different judgment. This judgment is not about whether you are saved or not. This judgment is done in heaven. So the only way you can get to heaven is be saved. So it has nothing to do with you being saved or your sin nature and the sins that have already been forgiven. For we must all appear. How many? How many? So does that include you if you're a Christian? Pastor Mark, are you telling me I'm going to be accountable to God? Say yes. Yes. <laughs> Well, that's not a bad thing because there's going to be crowns given. You're going to appear before the judgment seat of Christ that each one. Pastor Mark, can we go as a home group together? Could I stand next to you? No, only if I can stand next to Billy Graham. Well, then, okay, I'll take that too. That each one may receive what is due him for the things done while in the body. How many of you looking at me are in your body? Let me see. Anybody out of body experience? Anybody on drugs we need to deliver you? No? Oh, okay. So you're in your body. So what I do in my body, I'm going to be judged for. Look at the end there. Whether, say it with me, whether good or or bad. Really? Really? So here's what you want to write. The disciples understood this. Greater Accountability. They had to report to Jesus. The necessity of evaluating our daily lives. I try to do that often, but I try to do it in my quiet time. That's why my first statement on my sheet of paper is yesterday. We're together? Okay. Accountable. Now, understand, that's not a bad thing. That's a good thing, because it keeps us growing and maturing. And it keeps us, as the body says, to do everything with what? Excellence. So the disciples had to come back, and they had to do all of this, and it was great.
0: Thanks for joining Pastor Mark today on Lessons for Living. If you'd like to hear more from this study, you can find additional teachings online now at calvaryccm.com. We know that this time in our world is uncertain, but one truth remains steadfast. God is in control. During the season, we encourage you to spend time in the Word, in prayer, and in the presence of your Creator. As with many churches across our nation, Pastor Mark and the Calvary Chapel Melbourne community are holding church online. The church isn't the building. It's the people who, despite whatever obstacles are in their way, they still worship Jesus and praise His name. We'd love for you to join us. Visit calvaryccm.com slash live or join us over on Facebook, YouTube, or Roku. We'll be having services on Saturday at 6 p.m. and Sunday morning at 8.30 and 10.45 a.m. We look forward to worshiping with you in this way until we can be gathered together as the body once again. We also know how essential prayer is during this time, and we want you to know we're constantly lifting our listeners up to the Lord. Is there anything specific we can be praying about for you? Let us know by visiting our contact page at calvaryccm.com. And would you do the same for us? Please keep Pastor Mark and our church staff in your prayers, along with our nation's leaders and those affected by this virus. Thank you for praying. If you feel led to support Lessons for Living financially during this time, we would be very grateful. You can donate online at calvaryccm.com. That's all for today. Join us again for another edition of Lessons for Living.
1: In a hurry.